Hello and welcome to the Mindful Men Podcast, a show inspiring men to be mindful about their lives. Each week, we'll dive into a range of topics that matter to men and hear from everyday people doing extraordinary things. So if you love the show, please give it a five-star rating and share it with your mates. Now, before we get into this week's episode, please note that some of the content may trigger you. And if this happens, please reach out to your support networks. It's really important. If you can't get enough of Mindful Men, head over to our website. It's www.mindful-men.com.au. Find the show notes and the links to our socials there. But for now, sit back, relax, and let's get mindful. G'day guys and welcome to another episode of the Mindful Men podcast. I'm your host Simon Rinney and today we're getting mindful about our values and how our values can serve to be a life compass and steer us in the right direction when we're not sure what to do or where to go or who to turn to. And it's a timely episode because last week we talked about navigating good, bad and ugly emotions or feelings associated with the holiday period. And so maybe this episode is coming out on Boxing Day, so the day after Christmas, maybe you've had a heavy couple of days on the booze, on the food and, and just overdoing the holiday period. And now you're waking up thinking, oh my gosh, what have I done? Or how am I going to get through the next week? Or what's going to happen in the new year? Why am I doing this to myself? And this is something that came up for me quite frequently in the lead up to my 40th birthday when I decided to give up drinking alcohol. I was asking all these questions. Every time I opened a beer, I'd ask these questions. Why am I doing this? I know that I shouldn't be drinking. I know alcohol is a depressant. It just doesn't make me be the best version of myself. Why am I doing this? But it all came down to it was just a habit of coping. And I discovered that by doing values-based work, tuning into my values, going, what lights me up and what drags me down? Alcohol was dragging me down. Yes, I love the taste, but it was dragging me down. And so you might be thinking this on Boxing Day or whenever you're listening to this, doesn't matter when you're listening to this, you might be waking up on your morning run or walk or in the car, wherever you're listening to this podcast and going, what am I doing in this aspect of my life? What am I doing in this career that I don't like? What am I doing in this relationship that's not serving me? And that's a relationship that could be your partner. It could be your social, your friends. It could be colleagues that you're hanging around with, whoever you're hanging around with. Maybe there's a toxic person in in that circle. So why are you in there? Why have you been in there for years, maybe decades? What can you do to come out of that? Now, I love values-based work. And when I first came into it, I didn't know that it was a mindfulness-based tool. In fact, The only time I'd come across values was in a corporate document at work. I always wondered, how do they come up with these values? Our agency or our corporation or our business values X, Y, and Z. Where do these values come from? But since I've done some values-based work and and I credit Dr. Russ Harris for his work in, in acceptance and commitment therapy and values, which is where I've done my training, I've discovered that When you question yourself and question others and question the world around you, this is where the values come up and we can tune into the things that, as I said before, bring us up and also bring us down as well and and work out which ones or which decisions in our lives we need to make to have more of the bringing up kind of feelings, outcomes, emotions, etc. And so values, as I said before, are compasses that we need or use to make life decisions. Why are values important? Why do you need them to make life decisions? So let's go through a bit of a snapshot of today's society. We're living busy lives. 
the nine to five job doesn't really exist anymore. We come home from work, we're thinking about work, we go to bed, we wake up in the middle of the night thinking about work, we get up in the morning, we're thinking about work or study, you can replace work for study. We're thinking about this next assignment or the next report or the next thesis or whatever it is we're doing, our minds are always switched on. We're trying to juggle home life and work life and study life and social life. We've got sick kids. I'm in that three-year-old to six-year-old stage at the moment. So my kids are constantly sick. So when they're sick, we've got to try and juggle working from home, having a business, my wife having her career, but also two sick kids that need to be either entertained or on the mend. And usually it's both at the same time. So we're always busy. And then we switch on social media and everyone else seems so busy. And then we think about our lives and go, well, their life looks amazing. Why doesn't my life look amazing? So then we start comparing and get that comparison culture going and, and feeling down about it. Everyone's busy, but the Joneses next door are further ahead than I am, or at least they are perceived to be further ahead than I am. This leads into being unfulfilled. We might be in jobs that we just don't like or careers that we don't like, or maybe we're at school and studying at uni or TAFE or even at high school for the younger people that are listening to this podcast, we're studying things that just don't light us up. Maybe we've been told, oh, you have to be a doctor or you have to be a lawyer or you have to be this or you have to be that. But really what we want to do is the complete opposite. Maybe we want to go be artists or authors or DJs or whatever it is. We want to be doing something that lights us up, but we're not. And so we're unfulfilled. And then what happens next is that we struggle to make life decisions. Easy decisions, yes, but difficult decisions become harder and harder and harder and harder. So is it a difficult decision to leave that career that's not lighting you up and move into a career that does light you up? And the study that might be involved, the time that might be involved, having to lose your $100,000 a year salary and, and start at the bottom again, whatever it is, these decisions almost cripple us. They stop us from making a decision because the decision is too big to make. And so we dwell on it. And we get stuck in negative cycles of, I wish this, or I wish I did that, or could have, should have, would have, whatever. And then what also starts to seep in is things like we're feeling lonely or lost or disconnected. And that can be with other people, but also can be with our careers or the things that we do, our hobbies. Maybe we just don't know what our hobbies are or what interests us. We're feeling lost. COVID was a great example of feeling lonely and disconnected. Yes, we're out of COVID now, but the impacts of COVID still linger on. In fact, I've read articles in the last few months that shows that loneliness is on the rise in Australia and particularly for men. So for all the guys listening, how can we be more mindful about that? And we can be more mindful about that by using our values or tuning into our values, making values-based decisions. Now, it seems very corporate, professional development day, doesn't it? But it, it isn't. It is actually quite a simple process that we do. And I'm going to put in a link into the happiness trap cards, values, goals, and barriers cards from Dr. Russ Harris. They're not sponsoring this episode, but it is a great plug because I use them every day in my therapy clinic, both with the work that I do for, with other guys, but also on myself as well. So every now and then I'll pull out the cards and go, what am I valuing at the moment? In my work or my finances and in my relationships, in my social life, etc. So I'm talking about values and you're thinking, okay, Simon's talking about values. They seem really important and, and this is all well and good, but what are values? This is a really interesting question, a really tricky question because I'll say to the guys that have done values-based work before, it's like, okay, what's your values? And sometimes they'll look at me and go, oh, I've done values-based work, but I can't really remember what they were. So I might prompt them with three of the big ones that I come across regularly and it's like trust, 
honesty and respect. Like, oh, yeah, 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 that's part of them. And then they go on and tell me what some of their other values are as well. But if this is the first time you've heard of, of values, let's go through what how these three big ones could be relevant for you. So trust, it's you value people trusting you, but also you trusting other people. You want people to be honest. And so honesty is the next one. And so to build trust, you need people to be honest with you. But also maybe you need to be honest with other people. You value that honesty in your life. You don't like people that lie or deceive. And so honesty becomes a value. And then respect, this builds respect. So once we trust people, once we're honest with them, we're building good relationships with people, we start to develop respect. And sometimes these things are implied initially. So it might be a respect for a therapist when you walk through the door because they're a therapist or whatever. But there's a baseline kind of level that is implied and you have to build on that from there. Because trust, honesty and respect can be disregarded very quickly. They can be broken very quickly. We all naturally come into relationships, for example, with a baseline level of these types of values. So kind of trusting a workplace to treat you well or trusting that a new boss is going to be honest with you. And these are all values of respect. These are all measures of respect as well. But then once someone is dishonest with you, maybe you disrespect or not disrespect them, but maybe you don't have as much respect for them anymore. And this is just an example of three of the big ones that often come up in the values-based work that I do. But I actually wanted to share with you today a couple alternative values. And, and the happiness trap values cards that I've got has about 40-odd different values, and which is really cool because it doesn't focus on just these three big ones that people might usually go to when they're doing values-based work. So the first one I want to talk about is authenticity. This has been a big one for me in terms of being authentic and genuine and real to be true to myself, being authentic. So taking off the mask, maybe you've, you've had mental health challenges a lot of your life or for the last few years or whatever, but you haven't really been authentic in sharing that story with somebody else. You've been living with a mask on, pretending that everything's okay when everything's not okay. This one's a big one for me is being authentic. No longer wearing the mask of mental illness that I wore for over 30 years. For the drinking, it's no longer wearing the mask of, oh, I can, I'm okay, I'm, I'm just a social drinker. I'm not. I really do struggle with just one. I can't be a social drinker. Like I go out and it socialize and I socialize when I drink, but the ramifications are just too great these days for me to want to do that anymore. So being authentic to yourself, being true to yourself, no longer wearing these masks and pretending we're people we're not. It's like keeping up with the Joneses. If your neighbor gets a fancy new car and then you feel the urge to get a fancy new car, then why? Are you being true to yourself, being authentic to yourself, or you just want to keep up with the Joneses? It's the same on your social media. You know, are people doing things on their social media that you think you should be doing? But if it doesn't align with the value of yours, such as authenticity, then why do it? Do you need to do it? Probably not. You don't need to keep up with the Joneses. So this is what authenticity means to me, and it might mean something different to you. Next one is acceptance. And this one comes up a lot in the work that I do because I work a lot in the disability space. So acceptance, being open and open to the world and its different possibilities. And even though we might dislike something, it's about just letting that go and bringing things in that we do like. I see a lot of, <laughs> I'm on a few different Facebook community groups on the Sunshine Coast. And people will post something and then the keyboard warriors come out and they start putting people down. This is not acceptance. It's just people with bees in their bonnets that can't be bothered doing anything else than bringing other people down. 
But in the disability space that I work in, it's accepting disability, accepting people for who they are and their differences, their different abilities. It's an amazing place to work in, in the disability space and the mental health space as well. They're often very closely aligned because you see that authentic selves in people when they're sharing their stories in therapy. You see who they really are. And then from there, we can grow. And I use values-based work to help them grow. Next one's freedom. Freedom's been a big one for me is for over 10 years, I had this career that didn't really light me up. And I always wanted to start a business, but I never had the opportunity to do. So I made the difficult decision to go back and study as a mature age student and sacrifice a lot of time with my young son at the time and my wife. But what that has allowed me to do is getting the degrees, the knowledge around social work and mental health space and disability space, for example. But it's also given me the freedom to build a business the way I want it to run, to be the boss, to make decisions, to try different things, not get stuck in a company or, or a career where I'm just told what to do and there's no other way to do things. I'm getting flexible and free with my stuff. And, and the idea is with freedom, it's not just about your careers, it's also about freedom for expression. When you're living authentically, you're living freely. You're able to share your emotions, your thoughts, your feelings with other people without that fear of what they're going to say because you're living your authentic self. This is freedom. Taking off your mask and showing your true self is freedom. The next one is responsibility. And if you want to be free, you kind of need to take responsibility for what you want to do about it. And so values-based work helps us do this. It helps us tune into what our values are so that we can take steps to create freedom, for example, to create that freedom. If I just sit in this job that I don't like and I suck it up, then that's not being my true authentic self. If I just think, oh, the money's really good, I can't let go of the money, I'm like, well, actually you can. Money doesn't make the world go around. Maybe you need to revisit your finances, but also there's other jobs out there that you can make the same money. Or maybe work a couple jobs to make that same money. Yes, we all have financial responsibilities, but there's different ways to look at it. But too often we get stuck in that thought of, I have to be in this job because it makes me this good money. And that was me for a long time. But I've since replaced my old income by having this freedom to do things differently. But it starts with us. We have to take responsibility for that. We can't just get stuck in the rut because when we get stuck in the rut, nothing changes. So take some action. Take values-based action. And maybe today will prompt you to start doing that. And the last one I want to bring up is fun. Having fun as a value is fantastic because when we become adults, we often forget how to have fun. I've taken up surfing recently and I've been having amazing fun. In fact, yesterday I was out with my usual crew on a Wednesday morning. We've started this Wednesday morning surf crew with a few guys and I'm improving and improving and improving. I've been going out a couple of times a week and yesterday I was catching some amazing waves. And I remember one wave where I stood up and looked down and, and the water was glassy. You know, look at me surfer talking about glassy waves. And there were some fish that went underneath me at the same time, a school of fish. I'm like, wow, that was so cool. And the wave lasted you know, for what seemed like forever. And I was just having fun. I've been doing a lot of this lately and it just lights me up. Or sitting in the car and putting on a song and the kids start singing and then we start singing as adults in the front. This is fun. Too often as adults, we forget how to have fun. So coming at things from a value, making it one of our values can propel us to actually take focus of what we're doing every day and go, you know what? I haven't had fun today. What's something that I do to have fun? For me, that's surfing at the moment. I love video games. Maybe it's sitting down playing video games. Maybe it's reading a book. Maybe it's going and doing an art class or learning a musical instrument. I love playing guitar as well. That's fun for me. I used to think drinking was fun. 
But what it was doing, it was relaxing me and allowing me to be a bit more social. But the fun stopped there once I'd had too many drinks and then I had to deal with days of anxiety after that. And yes, I said anxiety, not anxiety. Anxiety is this concept around drinking where it's kind of like a hangover effect of drinking. I never got hangovers, but I got anxiety as a result for days on end about what I did, what I said, you know, how many drinks I had, how much money I spent, all this type of stuff played into each other. But now without drinking, for example, I am more happier, I'm less anxious, I'm finding it easier to have fun. And surfing has really helped. So hit me up on the sunny coast if you want to go for a surf because I'm absolutely loving it at the moment. So these are some different types of values that we can have in our lives that maybe we haven't thought about because we think about things like trust, honesty, and respect. Fun, authenticity, acceptance, freedom, responsibility. These are also core values that we need to tune into. Now, the process for discovering your values, you know, it takes a bit of time and it's worth sitting down with a coach or therapist. Therapists are great in this space. I do a lot of this type of work and we go through the whole deck of cards and go, okay, what are your core values? And there's different ways to tease out your core values. It can be as simple as going through and using your gut. I always say, use your gut. Look at a card for more than no more than 20 seconds. Do you align with this kind of value or not really? If you don't really, make a discard pile. If you do, keep it and we'll keep exploring that. And then eventually you'll, you'll go through this several times and dwindle it down to what I think around five, six, four, five, six values are what you want because you don't want too many because you will forget them. You also don't want too few because you want to have a bit of diversity in your values. And you can do this generally. I do it generally, but you can just focus in on one situation. So you could focus in on your finances or your business or your social circle or a relationship or your career and, and work out what your unique values are in those different domains because they might be different. And I probably expect them to be different too. Now, three things to remember about values is one, values can help us to know who we really are. And this is what I love about values. Have you ever been asked to tell someone who you are? And then you start telling them like, I'm this, I'm that for me. I'm a dad. I live on a sunny coast. I'm a social worker. I'm a husband, blah, 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 blah. And then the person stops you, which is really annoying because you're telling them who you are. And they say, that's not who you are. That's what you do. And that's really annoying. And I always wonder why people ask that question. But then at the same time, in the back of my mind, I'm going, this is a really hard question to answer. Who am I really? Who, who am I really am? And so more recently, when I've been asked that question, I've been going, okay, I do these things as a, I'm a husband, I'm a social worker, I'm a father, et cetera, et cetera. And I value these five things or these six things. For example, one of my values is wellness. So I'm valuing wellness from a physical and mental, emotional and connection space. So you could have those as four unique different values, but I have them under one umbrella term of wellness. So I value things that keep me well. So I value going to see my, my GP or my therapist or taking my medications if I need to, if I actually do need to every day, or going, so I value surfing at the moment, I really do, and to the point where I almost want to go out every day, and, but I need to focus on work and stuff like that. Can't surf every day yet. That will come in the future. So by knowing these core values of mine, I know what lights me up. And so when I can live by these values, this is who I am. I am someone who isn't anxious, even though I've lived with anxiety for most of my life, for example. Once you know who you really are, you can work out what brings you up, what drags you down, and then focus your energy on the things that bring you up. It's really important. 
The second thing about values to remember is that it does sound a bit woo-woo and you might be listening to this going, what is Simon waffling on about? It sounds a bit corporate development. We touched on that before, but values can really help us understand how we work and how others work too. It goes even deeper in terms of what we believe, what we perceive is the right or just things in life as well. They are a compass. So if you're doing maybe a team exercise and your values are X, Y, and Z and somebody's are one, two, three, it's just reflecting on that and recognizing that that you you each have your own unique set of values. Same in a relationship. You each have your own set of unique values. What's important to you is not necessarily important to somebody else. So once we know who we are and we can kind of understand who other people are, we can have this discussion. You could be at coffee and say, these are my values. What are your core values? Take these relationships and go deeper with them creates better connection as well, particularly for guys who just get uh, sick of just the usual, how's work? Oh, yeah, it's all right. How's your partner? Oh, yeah, it's good. How's the kids? Yeah, they're okay. How's the sport on the weekend? Oh, yeah, it was it was, it was rough. Or our team lost or our team won. Yeah, woo-woo, whoop-whoop, whatever. Going into your values might bring a deeper connection with guys. And so I'm cultivating new relationships at the moment with guys and I'm going a bit deeper by using values-based language and listening to what they're saying and seeing if they align. And I'm making some really good friendships at the moment, which is really cool. And thirdly, values are a compass for making those different decisions or difficult decisions or decisions in general. It's on reflecting on situations or reflecting on maybe the last year because it is the the holiday period and you're doing a bit of reflection. It's also reflecting on where we want to go and kind of and start to brainstorm or, or goal set and stuff like that. And so values can help drive that momentum forward. And on that note, it's about tuning into them to live a better life, living the life that you want to live, not the life that you have been living on autopilot. Mindfulness is the art of conscious living. I love that quote. And it is. It's about using our values to guide and direct us, to make better decisions, to do the things that we want, to be that authentic self and to essentially reach for the stars. It's time to switch off autopilot and maybe next year or this year or right now is time for you to do that. Values are a great way to start that process they help with the reflective stuff that we talked about last week they help with the forward thinking stuff that we're going to talk about next week as well so tune into that episode but start thinking about values if you want to grab the deck of cards that i've got i will be putting the link in in the show notes below otherwise just go on the internet and go what's 50 values and go through them and go which ones really light me up and go through a process of elimination maybe there's two values that you've picked that are similar Is there one that's more, I guess, prominent for you? Is there a value that encompasses them both? Think about it that way. And if you want to work with me on on doing some values-based work, you can contact me through www.mindful-men.com.au. We can do it via telehealth or we can do it in person on the Sunshine Coast. Let's get together. It takes about an hour. It doesn't take any longer than that. And you can go through a values-based exercise, discover what your values are, and then we can work on a bit of a blueprint of how to use those values every single day. And that's one last thing I'll, I'll talk about is once you know your values, if you can work on doing something in each and every one of your days that ticks off some of these values, then you'll be living a good life. You'll start to fill your cup up again. But if you create, you tune into these values and you're not ticking off these values, then there's a bit of a disconnect there. And we've got to work on a strategy together or by yourself to 
work out ways that you can bring values into your life. So for example, if wellness is one of your values, what can you do to be well? Simple. Is it a walk? Is it something you're eating? Changing what you're eating to be more healthier, sleeping better, exercising more, connecting with friends, whatever wellness looks like for you, tick it off. Do something small every day. That's how you use them as your life compass. So I hope you got something out of today about values and how they can be useful to tuning into yourself, but also setting maybe future focus. My name is Simon Rinney, and until next time, stay mindful. Well, that's a wrap for today's episode, and I hope you got some value from it. If anything triggered your mental health today, please reach out to your support networks. Also, if you love what you heard, be sure to subscribe to the show and share it with your mates. For more from Mindful Men, you can check us out on Instagram and YouTube, and I'll throw the links to these pages in the show notes below. But until next time, stay mindful.